the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A new beginning. A clean slate. It's the hope of doing better. Because God is the God of second chances. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. Today we're going to be in Philippians chapter 3. I've entitled this message, Pressing On. As we enter into a new year, we all face the same reoccurring problems, you could say. We have to learn all over again how to write the current year on our checks. Many have to come to grips with the fact that they overspent for Christmas. Plus, since many forgot everything about eating healthy for the entire month of December of 2021, we have to return to eating with at least some boundaries of health being considered. Yes, It's time to just get back to work. We have to return to the grind. We have to get back to the day-in and day-out standard routines of, well, everyday life. Yes, in a sense, you could say the party is simply over, as we've now officially welcomed the new year. Can you believe that it's 2022? Well, right now is a great time to reflect on where we've been. We have to reflect on that and where we're going. We need to reflect as believers. And that means that we should center on if we have a willingness to embrace what God desires to do in our lives. Yes, we must look back on what we didn't accomplish last year, while at the very same time avoiding to fall into the same potholes that caused us to stumble in our walk with the Lord and 2021. Yes, we've all made mistakes, right? And did things that we later regretted. And what's more tragic is this. If we continue in 2022 to make the same mistakes over and over again. Yes, there's something that's so refreshing, though, about a new year. It seems like we can have now a brand new start. It's like a new beginning, a clean slate. It's the hope of doing better because God is the God of second chances. Oh, and by the way, third and fourth chances also. I think some of us need that including myself. I love what the verse in Psalm 30, verse 5 says. It says, His anger is but for a moment, but His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. And today, 
Yes, today is the morning of a brand new year. It breeds hope of a brand new season, a season that reaches for a deeper and richer relationship with God, a life that longs for change as our soul longs for the Holy Spirit to stir that hope that only God can give us in the midst of our circumstances. Yes, this should be for every believer— the year of change. None as the world embraces change, for many will make some kind of New Year's resolution right now. You know, that word resolution is defined as a firm decision to do something, or for some, it's to stop doing something. It's the time to, you know, in an intention to do what we haven't done in times past. It's a new plan a pledge and a promise to do that thing. Yes, it's a new commitment to what hasn't happened in times past. That's why many will make the same New Year's resolution every single year. Like, you know, let's join a gym to get into shape this year. That's right, I'm going to finally get into shape. Or how about finding a new job, you know, to get out of debt and what have you. Or to stop smoking or drinking or some other vice that's held us down. And what about those that are single here? Maybe you want to find love in a meaningful relationship, just like those who are married. They want to find love in a meaningful relationship. Oh, just kidding. But anyway, but here's a word of encouragement for both. Number one, to those who are single, you need to focus on your relationship with Jesus Christ first. Focus on becoming more like him and pray that he would allow you to become the perfect mate for that one person that God desires you to have. Listen, it's God that said that it's not good for man to be alone. And it's not good to be a man to be alone. Therefore, it's not good for a woman to be alone. See, God knows who that person is that he desires for you. But the question is, are you ready for that person? Are you ready to stop being everything that you want to be and start being everything that God wants you to be? Because before God lets that other person come into your life, he wants to make sure that you are walking with him. And number two, for those who are married, focus on your relationship with Jesus Christ first and foremost. Also, remember, your spouse cannot satisfy your soul. He can't satisfy you. She can't satisfy you. Only God can satisfy you. I hear people say all the time, I'm just not happy. I'm not happy with this person. Well, listen, they were never meant to bring you happiness. Only God can satisfy our soul on the inside. Only he can. Second, be married to the person that you're married to. Spend more time with them. Stop looking at them and wishing they were someone else. Why? Because you're missing who's in front of you. Ask God to help you fall in love with that person all over again. Remember, it was you that fell in love with them in the first place already once. That's why you married them in the first place. Then stir up some romance in your relationship. Do the things that you did in the beginning. It's amazing to me how people will do all kinds of romantic things in enticing that person to marry them. And then once they get married, they stop the romance. No, you have to keep the romance being stirred. You know, look forward to seeing them instead of looking at them when they come home and saying, oh, it's you. 
<laughs> write an occasional love note to them. You know, put it on their car. You know, stick it on the mirror or something like that. Have some surprises and, you know, and be affectionate. Be affectionate with them. For many couples allow their relationships simply to go stale. Invest in one another. Say nice things to one another. Let your wife know that she's pretty. Let your husband know that he's a hunk of burning love. Oh, well, maybe that's a stretch, but you get the point. But definitely let him know that you appreciate him. Thank your spouse when they do something. Man, when your wife makes a nice dinner, thank her for that. When they, she does the laundry, thank her for that. You know, when your husband does something, mows the lawn, whatever, takes out the trash, thank them for the little things. Yes, it's a new year, and being more tender and nice would be a great investment for the future of your relationship. Plan a date night. Do something. Well, again, the point is, you worked on building a relationship before your marriage. We should never stop working on that relationship. Again, New Year's resolutions are all built around the things that we know that we should do, the things that are best for us. But the one thing that surpasses them all, the one thing that holds everything we do together is getting right with our Maker. For when we are seeking Him, when we are desiring to be in His perfect will, when we seek after His purpose in our lives, when we intend, you know, to do and have an intent plan on His plan over our plan, that's when everything else in life will totally come together. That's when everything seems to fall into place, when the least amount of hassle around us. That's when we can come into that real place of fulfillment, a place of satisfaction, a place of achievement, when we feel like we're accomplishing something as we're really walking seriously with the Lord. Now, today, as we are now into this first, second week here of the new year, I'm sure we would all like to look forward to what God is going to do here in 2022, for nobody wants to look back on all of our failures in this last year. Listen, this last year, 2021, let me just say it right here, it was not a good year. It was not a great year. You know, we're no farther ahead on the whole COVID pandemic than we were even two years ago. We have rising costs of almost everything. Here in California, gas is like, what, five bucks a gallon now? We have rising crime. Chicago in 2021 had almost 800 homicides. That is crazy. There were 17 major cities in the United States that surpassed all of their homicides of the year before. We have rising tensions. We have hostilities all around the world. We have Russia getting ready to invade their border countries there. We have China that's flying over Taiwan. I mean, what's going to happen here? The president said he's going to stand with those that Russia's coming against. And it's like, is he really? What is he going to do? Is it all just talk like everything else is? You know, listen, there is all kinds of problems that we have in our world today, not counting you and me and our own personal failures. Yes, as we look back over 2021, it was not a banner year. There are certain things that we all wish that we could forget. But here today, 
Let's think happy thoughts here for a moment, and let's look into the book of Philippians chapter 3. Let's consider this first point here, gazing behind, because sometimes we need to look behind so that we know where we've been to make sure that we're going in the right direction as we move forward. Let me read you this text here here today as we read here in Philippians. Now, you could be driving your car, so you just keep driving your car. I'll read the text. It says in Philippians 3, 1, it says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same thing again to you is no trouble to me, and it is a safeguard for you. That's why, remember Peter in Second Peter 1, he said, Hey, I write these things to you by way of reminder. Why? Because we need to hear him again. So we're going to hear him again here. He says in verse 2, Beware of the dogs. Beware of the evil workers. Beware of the false circumcision. For we are the true circumcision, talking about Christians, who worship in the Spirit of God and the glory of Christ Jesus. And we put no confidence in the flesh. Although I myself... He says, look, if you want to talk about putting confidence in your flesh, maybe you're a a prideful person and you think you're great and you don't need any help. Well, the Apostle Paul says this. He says, I have more confidence than you in the flesh. If anyone else has a mind to put confidence, I even more. He says in verse 5, he says, I've been circumcised on the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, and as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law, I was found blameless. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Now, why do I take all that time on the radio to read the text? Because here at Court Church Los Angeles, we do what? We do expository Bible teaching, book by book, chapter by chapter, and verse by verse. That's how you grow. And as we go into this new year, 2022, there's nothing more important than to write the Word of God on the fleshly tablets of our heart. The Bible tells us in Romans 10:17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So that's why we read the text. And I encourage those of you that are here close to L.A., maybe you're 30, 40 minutes away. Maybe if you're not growing in your relationship with Christ, you could actually start coming to Core Church Los Angeles. We're at the intersection of La Cienega and the 10 Freeway. We have two Sunday morning services, one at 8.30 a.m., one at 10.30 a.m., and we also have a 6.30 p.m. service called Day One at Core Church. So I encourage you to come out. That's three opportunities. Now, if you're listening on one of our radio stations on the East Coast, you could actually watch live. You can download our free app. Just go to the App Store. Just put in Core Church Los Angeles. It's like a 30-second download. But you can watch us live, or you can just go to corechurchla.org. But the point is this. This should be the year of getting into the Word. This should be a year that we change the way that we do things, that we become grounded in God's Word over everything else. But getting back to our text here in Philippians chapter 3, notice that Paul started with rejoice in the Lord. Gee, isn't that a great way to start off the new year here? Paul uses the word rejoice. Ten times in this small book of Philippians. It's only four chapters, and he uses it ten times. That's a lot. He uses it in every chapter. It's a primary verb that means to be careful, 
to be happy, to be glad, to point people to the fullness of joy. Yet Paul is writing this letter filled with rejoicing, but he's writing it from a prison in Rome. Isn't that crazy? The man's in prison, but yet this letter is considered the letter of joy, and he's telling us to rejoice. See, Paul knew and he understood that he was there for the sake of the gospel. In fact, he told us in chapter 1 that he noted that there was a revival going on there because of him, right in the governor's palace. And Paul assures the Philippians now, in verse 1 of chapter 3, that for him to write to them, it's not a burden for him at all. And he's reminding them also of some of the things that he has already shared with them. Why? Because they, like us, are in constant need of reminding. Because why? We forget things. You know, we know things that are right, but they can easily slip our mind. And we can fall into the pit of doing the wrong thing. And we can fall in those things in times past, just like we have, and we could fall to them again. That's why it's so important for us in this new year to stay plugged in to Bible study. You know, when me and my wife first got married, this is decades ago, we did a couple things. One of those things we did was we married the church. We would go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night. We would go for the midweek study. We also were plugged in to a home Bible study. It's like we were always in fellowship with other believers. Let me ask you point blank as you're listening on the radio today. Are you plugged in like that? Are you plugged into God? Listen, if you don't change something in your life, your 2022 could look identical to your 2021. And again, let me ask you, how was that? Did you spiritually grow in your relationship with Christ? Were you a vocal part of God's kingdom to all those that are around you? Were you sharing the gospel with many people? Or were you just getting by? Oh my goodness, Pastor, we're in a global pandemic. We're all going to die. It's like, listen, this is why believers must rise up because we must be the voice of reason in the midst of all the chaos that we're surrounded with. Listen, as we go on, we need to make sure, number one, that we have godly relationships. Know this, we need friends that are going in the same direction that we're going. For nothing changes in life. It's still all the same since when I first came to know the Lord decades ago. And what did I have to do? I learned really quick if I was going to really follow the Lord, I had to make new friends after I became a Christian. Why? Because all my other friends were a bunch of partiers. All we did was bong, smoke dope, and just drink. It's like, listen, and we took speed. Could you imagine me on speed? That's a scary thought all in itself. But anyway, it's like my friends are partiers, and they had no desire to follow the Lord. Why? Because I shared with them. I sat down with them. I went out to lunch with them. And the more I would hung out with them, the more I would be with them. It was the more I realized that I found myself compromising. Instead of me lifting them up, they were pulling me down. Notice in verse 2, Paul said, Beware of the dogs. Whoa, that's something weird to say. That word beware means to see with the eye. It means to be observant. 
to see what's happening around us. And in the context here of chapter 3, he's talking about religious people. He said to see and to be observant of false leaders, specifically people that say, oh, yes, I believe in God. Yes, but their lifestyle says something that's completely different. See, we're surrounded with that now by people that call themselves progressive Christians. And let me tell you, most progressive Christians are not Christians at all. How can I say that? Hey, don't judge me, bro. Listen, the reason I say that is because of your outward actions. Your lifestyle is the polar opposite of that of a true Christian. Paul says they're not real. They're artificial. It's like plastic fruit. You ever see plastic fruit in a bowl? It looks great. You pick it up. It looks just like a peach. You bite into it. It's wax. It has no flavor. Why? Because it's fake. Progressive Christians are fake because what they say is, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I believe in the Bible. Oh, I don't believe in that part. Well, listen, we've progressed now. You know, we've come a long ways, and there's certain lifestyles that, well, I know God said they were sin at one time, but but now, you know, we don't believe they're sin because I have friends in that lifestyle, and, and they're good people, and I love them, and Jesus loves them, and all of this stuff, and guess what? You have now changed the Word of God. Can I tell you what the Bible says at the end of the book of Revelation? The Bible is 66 books. It's not one book. 66 individual books wrote by 40 different authors over a 1,500-year period. 39 Old Testament books that lay the foundation for the 27 New Testament books. What does he say in the 27th book of the New Testament, the 66th book of the Bible? In the last chapter, in the last few verses, Revelation chapter 22, the last thing that you're going to read in the Bible when you're reading it, God says, if anyone takes anything out of the word which I have written, I will take their name out of the book of life for eternity. You will go to hell in a handbasket. And if you add anything to the word of God, I will add the plagues that are in this book. So when you call yourself a progressive Christian, you need to fall on your face and you need to repent before the Lord because you have taken away from God's word. You have added to it because of our culture. So you are politically correct. And I'm just telling you, you will not go to heaven. So listen, if you have a problem with that, you don't have a problem with me. You don't call me a bigot or anything. You go directly to the Lord. You have a problem with the Lord God Almighty because it's His Word and it's what He has written. And His Word will last forever. It will never, ever change. Ever. Listen, if you're listening today and you have found yourself, you know, doing things that the Word of God says not to, and you don't even feel bad about them anymore, you need to repent. Go into this new year with a clean slate because you have calloused your heart. You have hardened your heart to the Word of God. So if you know you're living in sin, you know you've got open sin in your life, right now you can repent before God. You know, repent just means to stop going the direction you're going and turn and follow the Lord. So God says, turn and follow me. And if you do, I will walk with you. I will forgive you. And I will write your name in the book of life in heaven. So here's the question. Do you want to keep going your way? Or do you want to go God's way? Do you want to be who God wants you to be? 
Are you going to be who you want to be? So that's the question. But if there's anyone listening right now and you need to get right with the Lord, you're saying, Pastor, I want to repent of my sin. I need God's forgiveness in my life. I know I want to go to heaven. If that's your desire, then you pray this prayer right now. And guess what? God will hear you. Pray this prayer now. Mean it from your heart. You're saying, well, how do I know God will hear me? I'm living in sin right now. Repent. Turn from that sin. God will hear you. Pray this now. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you were buried. I believe that you rose again from the dead. But Lord, come into me. Come into my heart. Change me. I believe that you are everything that you said you are. Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior and be my friend. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, email me your name and address, and I'll send you a Bible and some materials to help you. Email me at Bible at CoreChurchLA.com. That's Bible at CoreChurchLA.com. Bible at CoreChurchLA.com. Amen. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, that's Core Church LA, one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to our P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.